You're listening to the Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, authenticity coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Hello, Muse. You are listening to episode 23 of the Secret Muse Society podcast. Welcome back. The creaking you might hear in the f- is me walking around, and the sound quality of this episode might sound different than ones that I've done in the past because we're actually going to do things differently this episode. Just like the title suggests, trying to do things differently. Actually, I don't even know if that's going to be the final title, but let's play with that for now. And right now I am wearing my sneakers. I've got my fanny pack on my waist. I've got my baseball cap on my head because I'm not wearing sunscreen. My skin has been super sensitive lately and I'm wondering if I'm getting chemical burns from the sunscreen or having some irritants. So my skin is very, what is it? Nude. And feeling a little bit raw. And I've got my headphones attached to my phone. We are gonna go for a walk together. I'm gonna take you for a walk and talk with you as if we're going for a walk together. Here I am, I'm closing my door, locking things up. And uh, it was just raining today, so it's kind of humid. The birds are chirping. It smells like worms. <laughs> and wet grass and it's beautiful. Let's go for a walk together and talk about the idea of trying new things, doing things differently. When we talk about being authentic, we often are really protective of who we are. Ah, so let me let me expand on this. So who are you today? You do things a certain way, you think about things a certain way, and you have stuff, right? That kind of, (laughs) and you have a certain identity. Oh, I hope that's not too windy. But you have an uh, idea of who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you want, what you need, and what your goals are. The thing about authenticity is that sometimes people get stuck in who they are and not become a different version. So they don't grow. They just stay stagnant. And I, in the name of authenticity, okay, I'm back. There's a huge garbage truck behind me. And so I I hope that this is okay with my podcast editor, the amazing Emily Milling of The Ultimate Creative. She makes this podcast sound good. I'm going to walk up this hill and we'll take a stroll through the park in my neighborhood. We're really lucky that in our Toronto neighborhood, we live near a lot of big parks and hopefully those, hopefully the park will be a little bit quieter. Although we also live near a train track, which is a commuter train. So trains often run by, but I think that's kind of the fun and the ambience of today's episode is we're going on an adventure and we don't really know what's going to happen. 
and we are embracing it. Coming back to trying new things and doing things differently, isn't that the whole feel? It's like not really knowing how things are going to go. And there's going to be all these external variables like the trains, like the garbage trucks, like whatever that comes up that are going to pop up. They might get in our way. They might distract us. But how can we move through that uncertainty with truth, with trust, and love of our mission, and knowing that we will have learned something no matter what, and that being the measure of success is what did we learn? What surprises did we gain? How did we even stretch our comfort zone so that, uh, you know, we can keep doing this another time and build on it moving forward? So what was I talking about? Yes, the authenticity. How being authentically you could also be a way to hold ourselves back and keep us stagnant. I want to look at how authenticity isn't necessarily about who you are today, but about a growth, a journey of what you learn and who you become over a lifetime. I think it was Alan Watts or Joseph Campbell or one of the, or Ram Dass, one of the big thinkers. I really like to watch a channel on YouTube called After School and it has these philosophers talking with an illustrative, like a live illustration happening in the video to kind of illustrate these big ideas. Anyway, if you're interested in it, check it out. But I think one of them was talking about how life isn't necessarily a journey. You could consider life more like music. And I want to bring this example up because I know many of you are creatives and actually music speaks to us all, right? So music, I'm a little bit out of breath. I just walked up a hill and uh, <laughs> it's funny. I don't really think of myself as a multitasker and here I am doing this, which is much more than just walking and talking also, I'm like trying to keep my balance and looking around so I don't get hit by a car or step in dog poo. Anyway, where were we? Oh, right. Life is not a journey, but consider it more like music. If, mu if we thought of music as a journey, we would only be interested in the end, right? Like when I, I'm a classical music lover, and when I think about a big grand symphony, there are several movements, right? Like your first movement is that introduction to the story. It's bright. It's energetic. It gets you in. It like pulls you in. And the second movement is often more melodic, romantic, pensive, dramatic. Like you, it, it is a place where you feel deep, kind of tension, love, sadness, swooning, anger. And then in the very typical symphony structure, I think, <laughs> is the third movement where it ends on a bright note, which is also like has a lot to say, wants to leave you with a punchline. And if we really thought of life as a journey, we're really quite focused on our 
end destination on that final outcome, right? But what is that end destination? What is our final outcome? We all end up in death, right? There is no actual point where you have made it, where you have reached the end, except when you're on your deathbed. And same with when you think about the journey of music. It's, oh, there was just a bike that caught my attention. It was coming down a hill and was breaking hard and kind of skidding around because the grass, the ground is kind of wet from the rain. I'm not going to walk this way because it's going to take me to the dog park where it's muddy and there's more risk of stepping in poo. All right, so think about life more like music. There's different movements, different chapters where you are feeling something in every moment. Life is more like music that even though you are on one note now, you're going to be in a different note in the next second. And that note is going to sound different. It might feel different. Hey, you might not even hear a sound. You might hear a pause. There might be a space to breathe. And even thinking about a symphony, that next note is going to sound completely different, even if it is the same note. It's just being played by a different instrument. And so that's kind of how I love seeing life as music, is that it's, it's about the whole symphony. It's not just about the end. It's not just about the final note. It's not just about the roaring applause and everybody standing up and giving a standing ovation. Can you imagine if we all died, when we died, there was a standing ovation? That's either a really good thing or a really bad thing, depending on how you look at it. In any case, I, I really like looking at our life, our journey from an authentic perspective is that it's not where you are now remaining the same and consistent and steady and never changing for your entire lifetime. You, your life is like music where you grow, you ebb and flow, you evolve, you sound different saying the same words, you see memories indifferently, your future changes depending on you know, what is presented to you, where you want to go, or who you might meet, and that being all part of the beautiful, authentic journey, and authenticity in this framework, or in this perspective, is about being true to who you are in that moment, note by note, space by space, phrase by phrase, and not trying to hold on to something like, oh, here's an example for music is when you're playing the piano and there is the pedal that sustains the note. Uh, you would play it with your right foot, for those of you who don't play piano. And it's the, it's the pedal that kind of like merges notes together. If you were using that pedal, the way authenticity is seen as, oh, I'm never changing. I'm just going to remain the same for my whole entire lifetime until I reach my goal. Then what happens when you hold that pedal down and you play a piece of music? Well, all the notes start to blur together. You no longer hear spaces of rest. The whole piece becomes kind of muddy and unclear of really what the purpose is. You lose the beauty. You lose the energy of the music. And I, I believe that that's 
what it's like if we hold on to who we are and not change. Life just becomes muddy and blurry and messy in a way that's like kind of blah. So now when we're talking about trying things differently, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Trying things differently. What does, what comes up for you when you are asked to try something new? Do something different. Do you feel nervous? Are you anxious? Are you scared? Are you excited? Are you really curious? Are you fascinated? Are you intellectually stimulated? Like, do you start thinking about all the potential outcomes or possibilities? Are you thinking about what bad might could happen? Are you thinking about what good might could happen? Are you thinking about all the different options? I want you to notice, like, if you were asked to do something new or do something different, how would your body respond? Does your head start to hurt? (laughs) Do you start feeling butterflies in your stomach? Do your hands get clammy? Do you get a little bit dizzy? Maybe you lose your balance? Perhaps your feet get tingly, like you lose circulation in your feet? It's all these are signs and signals of how you're responding to those words and the thoughts you have about doing something new or trying something differently. And those feelings are registered in your body and they will come out in your actions following. Like perhaps you will say, no, I'm absolutely not going to try something new. What's the point? I'm absolutely not going to do something differently. This has been working fine. Why should I? And so it's really important to notice these cues in your thoughts and your body and decipher, discern, not judge. This judging would be saying, oh, it's bad. I'm getting clammy hands. I shouldn't do it. But discernment would be, oh, my hands are clammy. That's interesting. I wonder what's that suggesting. Why might that be? Maybe it's because I feel in danger or maybe because I'm excited. Do you see the difference between judgment and discernment? And all these signals are totally different for each of us. So I won't get into specific examples today because they are so unique to all of us. It can be something that you explore with someone you trust, someone who knows you well, or perhaps your coach or therapist. You can explore those types of things with me if you're interested. You can book a free discovery call and we can talk through something that you feel like you want to try new or do something differently because you're not getting the results that you want and you want to switch things up, but there's something getting in the way and you want to figure that out. That's something we could totally explore in a free discovery call. And then we could decide, you know, if coaching together in a coaching relationship is something that you're interested in and it works for me and it works for you, we could move the conversation forward. But hey, if you're curious about coaching and you haven't spoken to anyone in that kind of conversation before, reach out. I'll leave a link to my calendar, set up a free discovery call, and we'll see what happens for you. Okay, back to what I was talking about. And uh, just give me a moment because I have to orient myself. I am now walking through a neighbor's hood. It's super humid 
and I can hear the birds chirping and a man holding a coffee just walked by and politely looked at me and then looked down at the ground. So I guess is that gesture is like, okay, I see what you're doing and I'm not going to stare at you, make you uncomfortable. Ah, here's a great segue. So a lot of times when it comes to trying things new, doing things differently, we are worried about what other people think. Hey, isn't that the first thing? Is that the first thought that you go to? Oh my gosh. What will people think if I am recording and talking to myself on a podcast? They're going to think that, I don't know, what are the people that you, what are the things that you might think? Oh, they think that I have this air of self-importance that I need to have my own podcast or, oh, she's crazy. She's talking to herself or, oh, she's talking on the, but you know what? That guy holding his coffee who walked by me and put his head down, he probably doesn't even care what I'm doing. He's thinking about his coffee or he's thinking about the the stuff that got him out for a walk. He just sees someone smiling in her leopard print Adidas pajama top and rocking this block and talking this talk with these incredible muse like you. Anyway, yes, trying new things. How can you get over that? Well, through action. Through any fear that you have about trying something new or something differently is going to serve you of sitting there with those thoughts and those fears, holding them inside your head, letting all those jumbles in your brain, holding all that nervous energy or excited energy inside your body when all it really wants to do is get out. In the previous two episodes of this, I think it was episode 22 and 23. So this is, where are we? Is this episode 24? I introduced it wrong. That's okay. (laughs) So in episode 22 and 23, I talked about the internal or external processing system processors. And do you have a preference for being an innie or an outie? Or should you consider trying a new approach? And I offered this idea of now I have no idea where I'm at because I started noticing on the ground the leaves in the wet pavement and how muggy it is and how green and lush the grass is and the construction noise that's happening. Can you hear that? And I'm walking in an alleyway right now where there's a lot of graffiti on the garage doors and it's really beautiful. They call it butterfly lane because most of the graffiti is images of butterflies and it's gorgeous. There's one standing in front of right now by somebody named Kehoe. That's the name of the artist. And it reminds me a lot of the Alan Watts, Ram Dass, Joseph Campbell videos that after school illustrates where there's eyes and on top of the nose and the mouth is a butterfly. I should look up what that means exactly. Giving ourselves permission to try something new and to doing something different. That's the first step really to moving into action is number one, being aware. Oh, sorry. Number one, (laughs) acknowledging that you are having thoughts and feelings about it. Number two, 
being aware of what those thoughts and feelings are exactly. If you're an internal processor, you might want to write down in a journal what you're thinking, what you're feeling about this new venture. If you're an external processor, your best way might be to ask someone you trust to talk it through and set up the conversation in a way that you're saying, you're like, I'm considering trying this new thing. I need help to figure out what I think and feel about it so I can make a clear decision. So set up that conversation, ask them for help instead of allowing them to tell you what to do. Okay, so once you've had awareness of how you think and feel about it, then you need to accept it. This is often a place where a lot of us get stuck. We cannot accept that we feel scared about this new thing. We actually move into beating ourselves up. Why am I so scared? I'm so stupid, right? Like, I shouldn't be scared about this. And then we spend all that time berating ourselves for what we think and how we feel about it. So once you're aware of what you think and feel, you need to accept it. You need to accept that as your truth. And acceptance meaning it's okay. Allow yourself to think and feel that without judgment. And then the fourth step, ooh, I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) I almost walked into a dumpster. And then the fourth step is uh, allowance, okay? And your fifth step is to move into action. So once you've allowed yourself to think and feel and have the clarity around that idea, have the clarity around the issue, get clarity on what is your next best action, you move, you move, you move swiftly. And I'm telling you, if you've done the previous four steps of acknowledge, aware, be aware, accept, and allow, that gets you to action, you will act with confidence because you will know that you're doing it in the truest way for you. How's that landing for you right now? I am currently walking towards another woman who is talking into her phone. So maybe you heard her as I passed by and walking by some air generator that is blowing. I can't tell if you can hear these things or not. So it might just show up in the podcast in a weird way. But I am really hoping that you enjoy this episode because I'm finding this a lot fun and might do this again in the future. Okay, so for example, trying something new, doing something differently. I'll use myself as an example. How did I get to a place where I'm recording a podcast while walking outside? This is something totally new and something totally different for me. And it's because I was like, hmm, inside my bedroom in my corner podcast recording studio if you're curious what that looks like you can check it out on instagram karenchoy.co the creative energy was just feeling kind of still and it wasn't getting me excited it was kind of just sitting there it felt kind of heavy and i felt like i needed to do something with it But in the short amount of time that I have until I have to pick up my kids from school, I didn't think I had time to do a workout. Well, it's not that I didn't have time. I could have, but recording the podcast 
while my kids are school and my husband is at work and the dog is with my husband, the house is very quiet and I have the energy to do so. Recording the podcast is the priority. So I needed to think of a way to get moving, get the energy of my ideas, my thoughts moving. And I thought, well, sitting here while I keep going downstairs to see what's there to eat, stuffing myself with more delicious bread from TNT. Oh my gosh, it is my Achilles heel. And wasn't going to make me feel better, get this podcast going, (laughs) or help me reach my goals in any way. So it's like, okay, let's get up and let's go. And the only way to do that was just to try something new and to be okay with how it turns out. To get excited about, oh, maybe this might be like the the creative breakthrough. Like just get excited about what's possible instead of focusing on, oh, what if I get hit by a car? Oh, what if it rains? Oh, what if you step in poo? Oh, what if it sounds like crap? Oh, maybe it's not going to work. Oh, maybe people are going to hate it. Like, that wasn't going to help me record my podcast, help me move my body. Those thoughts weren't helpful. So, that's why knowing your thoughts and feelings are so important in this process of knowing when and how to act. So, this has got me out here recording this podcast and feeling really, really damn good about it. Let's see where we are in terms of time. It's 26 minutes. Okay, so here you have it, a live example. And I'm going to tell you that every single time you do something new and you do something different to try to switch up your results, right? Like Albert Einstein's quote about insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, trying to get a different result. That's insanity. You're not crazy. You are creative, resourceful, and whole. Get up your butt, try something new, try something different, and you're going to surprise yourself. Like, think about all the times where you stepped out of your comfort zone, what you gained from that. Think about it. Live in that moment. Reflect on, like, all of the growth that you experienced from that. That bold step. That brave step. That step into your best self. And that's, you know, living the music. When you listen to a brand new song, I've been listening to a lot of Harry Styles lately. I am into his album. And before the music is totally familiar to me, every song is a new adventure. I don't know what's coming up. And yet, I am trusting that it's going to be fun. Trusting that if I... I'll like it, or if I don't like it, it's okay. It's part of life. It's part of the fun. It's part of the adventure. All right, my friends. That's it for today. I hope that this was helpful in helping you do something new, do something different. And I'd love to hear how it's helped you. So please send me a DM on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Let me know what you think. Let me know how you've been inspired. And then tell me how you inspired yourself by stepping out of your comfort zone to try something new, to do something different. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, Muse, be in love, be in joy, and be inspired. I love you.
Thank you for listening to the Secret Muse Society. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too. I invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Join me next week for more secrets inspired by you. I'm Karen Choi. Until next time, stay gold.